Hey everyone and uh, welcome to the second episode of our podcast uh, Work to Earn. Here we are talking with uh, people from the Web3 world about their career path. And uh, this podcast is our way to enroll the Web3 while building HR tech uh, startup humans. Uh, it's a place where pros recommend pros and uh, get paid for it. So my name is Fedor, I'm CMO at Humans and our today's guest is uh, Alex. Alex is CEO at DAPE. DAPE is a creator economy protocol for tokenization and governance high-value assets. So DAPE Constructor is a modular open source constructor to build Web3 apps on it. So Alex, uh, pleased to meet you here. Thank you. Thank you, Federer. Thank you for inviting. How was your morning started today? Uh, it started quite well. I, I was working a lot during the morning. I had like my routine and I didn't touch see at all so it was quite productive i feel energized thank you for asking how was yours it was quite great to do working a lot and uh, preparing to our today's podcast i've learned uh, a lot about dape <laughs> this morning nice. yeah thank you <laughs> thank you for doing this you are ceo at dape uh, what does it mean uh, what are you doing day to day what are your daily routine what are your daily tasks so i'm mainly responsible for strategy vision and managing the company And uh, DAP is a great economy protocol. Basically, it's a protocol for tokenization of tangible assets, how to bring real ownership of IP assets to Web3 and help people to commercialize these assets in a new way, in a better way. And um, and this is like one of the products we're building in Collective Intelligence Labs. This is like very important infrastructure piece because only when we have ownership of IP assets on chain in Web3, only then we can apply all the tools which have been built already in Web3 for some real assets uh, and uh, not just uh, speculative ones. Could you please tell just in a few words, uh, what does it mean creator's economy? Creator economy, it's uh, any industry which kind of exercise creativity to create some assets. Basically, when we work with our intellect, with our mind and just come up with ideas. So basically... Everything which starts with idea, idea is intangible, then it goes into like to the next stage. It could be a, a research technology, could be a movie, a music, and so on. And then at some point it reaches a real physical world when we listen to music, when we use some product which has technology within it, like when we watch a movie and we pay for it usually, <laughs> sometimes. Like anyway, somebody's paying for this. And now it happens in real world, in current industries, which all have like their infrastructures. And this infrastructure usually is uh, within the government, uh, with some institutions and with some big corporations. So basically big corporations now rule uh, this infrastructure. They dictate the rules and they, what is most important, dictate how much cut, how much percent a creator earns from these. And because we believe that it should be vice versa, creators should say how much they wanted to give up uh, to third party. And uh, that's why we build in this. Because this is like the main idea how it will change uh, the, the world. Like uh, people will post their idea or technology into a like, big Web3 space and say, okay, I'm ready to give up up to 20% of royalties and not more. That's it. So, and, and this asset can be sold on any platforms to which are connected to Web3, like imagine there will be 
thousands of Shopify, there will be thousands of Amazon, of Netflix, and so on. Because this whole infrastructure, this whole cloud of creative assets will be open and accessible. So anyone will be able to build their own way of distribution of these ideas, of these assets towards end user. What I hear uh, from uh, what you said uh, is that uh, relations uh, between creators and uh, corporations are broken. And uh, what do you think are in Web2 world uh, relations between creations and uh, their audience are broken too? In Web2 world? Yeah. I would not say they are broken because like this is a system we have. And because this is a system now which is the most widespread, it, it means that this is as it is. It, 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 it has to be like this. So we see the next system, but it doesn't mean that there will be like, I would say that we need to push it. We need to people to really accept it and jump into it and be really willing to do this because systems change only when there is already, I would say, a demand for, for a new system and there is still not yet that demand because I think there is some demand, but there is not enough critical mass. So there is not uh, yet critical mass of demand for this new system. And we need to educate people more about what it is. We need to tell about this, what it is. So we need to make it like simple and understandable so they can relate to this problem. And uh, how to attract authors to new technologies? Uh, because personally, I feel that uh, like uh, creating content using Web3 technologies might not become uh, mainstream in the next uh, one, two years. And it's hard to imagine that uh, uh, new technologies will replace, for example, Instagram, Twitter and uh, such uh, huge corporations. These uh, platforms, they are just distributors of assets. But the way the people create assets will be the same. We still will be shooting photos with our iPhones. We still will be making like beats with uh, some uh, so- sound force or what- whatever like tools they use. I do not remember already. <laughs> like uh, writing the code with uh, ID and so on. So the assets will be produced in the same way. And I feel that soon new way of protecting and patenting kind of like these ideas and assets will be integrated right into the tools we use. So imagine you are like creating like some new digital art and it's automatically protected and registered in Web3 and you can like prove it. You have the whole history of creation of this asset already tracked on chain. And like, and then it can be done with anything, like with video content, with audio content, with anything. And uh, do creators uh, really feel right now that uh, they they need this instrument, uh, that they need to prove their author? In some industries, this problem is more relevant. In some industries, this problem is less relevant, like ability to prove ownership of the asset. But this happened like all the time. Like, and right now, small creators they basically cannot afford to participate in this like big legal dispute about authorship, ownership of the asset. Alex, uh, could you please uh, tell me a little bit uh, more about your experience uh, before the IP? Yeah, before the IP, I was uh, chief technical officer in uh, number one startup venture studio in Belarus. I, I say it number one. <laughs> there is no competition about this, but... Uh, No, no, like ranking, but I feel it, it is like close, at least close to leaders uh, in the region. And we've been building distributed systems a lot. So this is like why I got in, into blockchain, into distributed systems field. 
Previously, I've been uh, on uh, technical roles, uh, CTO, head of R&D. And uh, what uh, changes uh, when you have become an executive member in the company? The biggest change from CTO to CEO position is that you're responsible for everything, for everything which is happening in the company. So you have nobody to blame. I see, I see. And uh, could you please uh, tell me a little bit more about uh, the culture in your company? I would say it's innovative. I actually believe that we are really innovative company in all the ways we do like things in the way we organize uh, company structure, in the way we organize like uh, marketing, PR, everything. So we try to be innovative in everything we do. The most innovative things we do is the technologies we produce because we're a tech company, we're a deep tech company, we produce a lot of really cool technologies. There are lots of uh, web three startups who have uh, great uh, landing pages, great PR, great marketing, but actually don't have uh, technologies. How not to run into the, this scam? Yeah, I think it's uh, important to balance because like I feel that all these things are important because like for us we try to bring like real audience so if we were just purely tech startup for tech people like you can like just focus on tech and not do marketing at all but because we really want to make a breakthrough in adoption we have to do marketing and marketing is one of the most important things also in order to bring new audience because we're not selling for to them like tech which we want to make them understand the ideas, the values behind it, the shift which is happening and how they can benefit from it. This is like quite a unique challenge, you know, because from one point you have to be really focused also on tech and to be really deliver these technologies. But from another point, like you also need to think about how you will be bringing this audience, which is not in Web3 yet. What are the differences uh, do you think are there uh, in uh, Web2 marketing uh, for startups and uh, Web3 marketing for startups? I think there's like a lot of differences. And one of the main differences that Web3 startups, first of all, there's like token component. And uh, when a company issue a token, there is like a need to do like this token marketing. I think that there is a lot of malicious bad actors in the industry. So you need to be, you need to know how to protect your company from, like I will say not malicious, like just low quality services. But there is also a lot of believers and some people uh, do low quality services because of there is like just enough demand, especially during bull market, you know, like it's a complex industry, uh, to be honest, like it's not that as a typical to operate it's not uh, and uh, the business models are still not yet proven many of them not yet sustainable the underlying assets like in the in the market are still mostly just uh, cryptocurrencies i would say there's like a lot of differences in in the way we operate but we found that we can combine both of these worlds and like for example casimir our modular constructor is more like a regular business and this is like this regular business is the accelerator for our Web3 ecosystem in general. So I think it's possible to combine from both worlds. And I think like it's very important to bring talent from Web2 world, educate them, teach them how to be in Web3. Because I think still the most of the talent, either technical, either marketing talent, is still not yet in the industry. The best talent is still yet to come. 
And was it uh, hard for you to dive into the marketing process uh, when you were on uh, only on uh, technical roles? Not that much. So, but I do have people who like uh, on on these positions who can do this job, and uh, I don't need to know everything. I just need to know how to find people who can deliver results uh, at every position. Are you still hiring by yourself? We used agency. We have internal recruiter in HR. I mean, do you interview people who are uh, in your team? Yeah, myself. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, sometimes I, I do. Sometimes. Uh, what is the most common question you ask them? I actually try to ask about all the challenges they had, uh, and also try to see how they think. Like this, like try to come up with some challenging tasks during the interview and like ask them and see how they will be solving them there is not no like standard questions like i have a couple of standard questions for tech interviews but i do not participate anymore in, in most of them so what do you think uh, is it possible uh, to switch uh, into web3 uh, from the web2 company if you have never been interested in uh, web3 technologies of course if you never been but you now are interested so it's very possible and this is the way to go for any company yeah and how do you educate your uh, teammate in uh, the EAP uh, we have internal uh, education process and an onboarding process and, and we are working on this right now as well to make it like, more efficient so people can like uh, within a month just be on the same page with other team members about what we're doing what we're building and uh, what is your team how many people are there uh, 52 right now I think Wow, uh, you are uh, not uh, not only a small startup right now, so so you are growing very rapidly. That's I think it's okay. Like it's 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 a good pace. Yeah, thank you. And uh, there are challenges during the growth. So I prefer sustainable growth, and now we kind of growing sustainably. And uh, what were the challenges uh, that you faced uh, when it was uh, not sustainable but uh, really rapidly growth? People started to be more isolated. Departments didn't talk to each other much, and uh, people were like really not knowing impact of their work. There was also were like uh, less responsibility distribution when we were smaller. When we were like just uh, co-founders, everybody was doing everything, and uh, now it's more specific. Like who is doing what. Does uh, any teammate uh, from your team uh, can uh, have a call with you du uh, during the day, for example, right now when you are not, not yeah. a small company? Sure. Yeah? Sure. Yeah. How much uh, calls uh, which were not uh, booked uh, in advance uh, do you have a day? Not many. Most of the calls I have, like, uh, they're booked in advance, but sometimes, yeah, people just, like, want to talk to me and uh, we talk. Could you share maybe the last question you discussed uh, with your team before our rec uh, recording? Yes, it was our go-to-market strategy with our marketing department. This is what we were discussing yeah. uh, last time. Yeah, I saw that you have uh, your advisory board uh, also. How does it uh, influence uh, your product? It's uh, very, very important to have a good advisory board, the good advisors, and like there are like, some advisors who help us a lot. And... Uh, Uh, we ask them questions a lot and like some some of them like really 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 helpful what was the last question you asked uh, to to your advisor 
I will ask a question about our fundraise deck. We are now raising a pre-seed round for uh, one of our products uh, for Casimir, for modular constructor. So we're spinning it out and uh, raising it uh, for as an equity raise. Uh, it was that question and we received a lot of very good positive feedback and a lot of uh, good uh, things to change, to adjust in the deck. So it was like really, really useful. I want to ask a little bit uh, about uh, developers in Web3, how to hire them into the Web3. We tend to hire people who are not yet in Web3 and educate them uh, because it's not that hard actually to learn some new skills in Web3, like in, in blockchain development, protocol development. It's much better to have like a very good talent in, in Rust for example, and uh, use one two months to just make, let them learn the new framework, and that's it. And like it's a little bit new way maybe of thinking. So this is like what works for us so far. It did make us a, a very good result. We have like a really really strong technical team. And what uh, motivates uh, them to switch job to switch from Web two to Web three company? I think that some of them do understand that. Um, the whole infrastructure will be changed and there is like a big a big uh, role for this in Web3. I think some of them just like curious and want to learn more uh, about Web3. Some of them like seeing opportunity for career growth there because like right now it's uh, in this industry there's a lot of competition for tech talent. So yeah, I think there's like, many reasons for them doing this. And uh, do you think that uh, developers uh, are overpaid in Web3 just because of the Web3? Mm, yeah, I think in general, in the market, it, it was like that. Uh, I think, it, but it's typical for Web3, like during bull markets, it's uh, prices are high, everything is high. During bear market, it's getting to the normal yeah. state. My, and yeah, I think like it's um, yeah, it's still it's still pretty good. Like uh, how to say, state of the market right now, uh, you still can earn, uh, you st still can earn significant salary in Web three. So I think for people, especially in Eastern Europe region, it makes sense to switch uh, to Web three because you also kind of work. In international company and companies in Web3 are usually tend to be very open uh, for remote uh, options. So yeah, it's uh, I think it's a very good option. And are you still hiring now when uh, the whole market has lots of layoffs? Sure, we are hiring. Yeah, why so? Yeah. <laughs> why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you like, I I believe that like if you're building good stuff, like if you're building uh, good like technology, you need to grow. Like, and um, if you see the opportunity to grow, uh, you you can use it. Like, and uh, if you need more money for this, uh, you can raise or like you can earn it with a product. Sometimes, some somehow, you can always find a way. So that's why we continue to grow. And uh, do you feel the trend that uh, everyone was overplayed with uh, NFTs and now the interest to, to the NFT um, uh, fades? Yeah, for sure. It's like like any technologies which were pumped kind of like with, and hyped, um, they go into this like down um, trend and then it will get back. 
So the more hype in technology, the bigger, I'd say... Overpumped, over overselt it was. The bigger it, it strikes back, the harder it strikes back. So NFTs definitely were like overpumped. And uh, what do you feel as a company uh, on this uh, going down, on this beer market? We feel that, um, yes, it's uh, kind of sad <laughs> from one point of view uh, that the market got, went down. But from another point of view, when it like it's uh, it had to happen, it's happening and it will make market more healthy and it will make market more sustainable and products like uh, ours. Uh, will succeed in the new market. I see, I see. Uh, DAPE is uh, built on a near protocol. Could you please uh, easily explain what does it mean? Uh, we have our own chain. We build with Substrate framework. And near chain is uh, our relay chain infrastructure through Octopus Network, which is a relay chain protocol on near. So basically we're connected to near and we're connected to near ecosystem. And uh, within NIR ecosystem, you can build either on native NIR smart contracts, uh, you can build with Aurora, with EVM, or you can build even with uh, Substrate by through Octopus Network. So you have these three choices, and it covers a lot of use cases. And uh, how does the chain support you? Yeah, they do organize some meetings. They do uh, organize... Um, help in different ways. I think they now also rethinking how they will be helping companies as well within their ecosystem. And uh, how have you chosen Nier? Met founders of Nier in 2018. So we've been in touch for a while and uh, we did first choose Polkadot network and then we uh, we didn't know that Nier also have an option to launch their uh, your own substrate chain. Yeah. They told us about this and we did choose Nier. And uh, do you really believe uh, yourself in uh, what are you doing? I mean, your product and, and uh, such ways. Of course. Yeah. I, I believe that if you want to build something for long term and you really want to enjoy the whole journey, you have to start with mission. And when you start with mission, you will succeed anyway. Tell a little bit uh, about uh, your personal assets. Uh, you have, uh, maybe you've bought uh, some some NFTs or, or etc. No, I'm not like a, a big holder of NFTs and so on. So I'm mostly focused on building and uh, yeah, not, not trading a lot. So, and uh, I do not manage my portfolio. I do I follow the trends, I do see what's happening, I play with it sometimes uh, for this, this sake, but I'm not doing much like investment and so on. So you are like a maker, not not, not an investor in Web3? Yeah, I'm a builder, but like I might become an investor at some point when I have more free time and uh, we have our uh, incubator, Collective Knowledge Labs, where we will be exploring opportunities to work with also entrepreneurs outside. Uh, the company, so they will be able to pick up some technology from our portfolio and try to make a business from it. So, and yeah, we obviously we will be providing support to for, for these people. And uh, yeah, but like at current stage, I feel that my mental capacity has to be directed more towards building and bringing products to the market. Alex, uh, thank you so much uh, for participating in our podcast. It, it, it was a great time and it was uh, really interesting to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you, Fyodor. Have a nice day. Yeah, and you. Thank you. 
Thank you, humans, for listening to this podcast. We really need your feedback. Please rate us in Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. It's an underhood. And every week we invite a new person from the Web3 who shares uh, the career experience. Thanks for listening to this episode. Bye.